Hello and welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want podcast with Coach Jasmine, the Inspirist. That's me. And uh, and today I have a friend of mine, Thomas Woodland. Thomas Woody Woodland. <laughs> Hi, Thomas. How are you? I'm very well, Jasmine. Thanks for asking. So for my listeners who are um, used to hearing me, uh, just know that Woody was in my Super Coach Academy class also. <laughs> <laughs> but he's done more things now than me because he continued. Did you apprentice with Michael? Yeah, yeah, I did. And I'm just coming to the end of that, actually. We finish at the, uh, at the end of June. Oh, nice. Very nice. So for the purpose of the people listening who don't know you, can you share just a little bit about what you do? Yeah, I am a transformative coach and a business consultant. Um, I used to work in private equity. So generally my clients are uh, people that, um, that work in business. So I, you know, I've got a, a network of people from business school and, um, which I did oh, four, four or five years ago now, but, um, and, and I've also just qualified as a personal trainer and I'm hopeful of uh, of becoming a Barry's boot camp instructor, which I I love. I love group exercise classes. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I I just love sharing energy and. Um, yeah, so that's so, in the works. That is in the works. I've actually been invited to have a an in person audition when the uh, restrictions ease a little bit. So I can't wait for that. Okay. Um, the podcast that. Um, I've been doing now for two seasons. I'm so like happy. It started last October. Um, we talk about living the life we want. Yeah. So, and I know, I know from, you know, having heard you speak in the past that, you know, you have lived a life <laughs> and I wanted to hear, um, what do you hear when you, you hear me say, live the life you want? Like, is there something that, comes up for you yeah there is actually um you know with with the work that I've been doing with Michael I have to say that a lot of it is has been getting rid of all of the ideas of what I thought I should be doing mm. and for me living the life you want is it, it's what emerges it's what's left when you've lost all of the crap that you that you you you, you you've learned over the years and um and and that is a really beautiful journey and and at times for me it's been quite frustrating but i um i'm definitely getting closer and closer to it what's the biggest thing that like what's the most I don't have the right words, but I'm going to just say it the way that I'm hearing it now in my brain. What's the most different? Like, what's the, the differentest thing about you? <laughs> about me from in, in comparison to when? In comparison to before you got this understanding of yeah. how human beings work. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I just go back four years ago, I was um, just over four years ago, I uh, quit drugs and alcohol because um, because 
because I was had a serious problem, was developing a serious problem. I don't know, it was pretty bad. And yeah. I worked in private okay. equity and my whole, um, uh, everything that I was aimed towards was earning lots of money because I thought that would make me happy. Mm. And, and actually when around, just after, probably about six months after quitting everything, um, I, I actually had an experience, um, unfortunately not an enlightenment experience, but, but it was pretty powerful. And, and I, I realized that I had everything I needed and I have forgotten that <laughs> on numerous occasions since then. Um, but, uh, and that kind of began a journey towards, um, finding out more about, 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 who we are as human beings and, and how life works. And, but I'd say that even after I had that experience, I, I was very prone to getting caught up in my thinking. Mm. And, and the more, uh, the more I go on this journey, uh, the more I catch it when that's happening and, and allow it to settle. And, um, and I suppose, so the, the biggest, it, it's really been a journey from, um, from true materialism and believing that material things and status and, and how I was doing in my career were the source of happiness to, um, to really relaxing into my natural happiness and spotting uh, the only thing that ever takes me away from that, which is, as we were talking about before we started recording, overthinking. Yeah. Yeah, before we started recording, we were looking at little quotes that I have written down. And one of the things was, overthinking is the source, <laughs> the source of unhappiness. <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, it's definitely been one of my problems. Um, I should say the only problem I really ever had was like, I used to tell people, this is how it used to come out of my mouth. Like, I'm very intelligent. This is what I would say. I, I'm very intelligent in the sense that I can work out stuff, right? So I would have something that I would qualify as a problem. And then I'd think, think through the solution or and, and, and I've always wanted to be graceful. Like I, I, I wanted to treat people with grace and I wanted to be loving. I haven't been all the time, but my thinking was always geared to that. So if I couldn't find um, an appropriate solution to a problem, then I would find a way to justify the reason the problem was there and generally it was my fault <laughs> like like most of the time it's because well I am flawed and and then I would just explain it away and then just make people understand I'm flawed <laughs> you know like you have to understand this and it's so funny because one of the something happened lately and I'm um, and I'm the kind of a person that kind of goes, if, if a situation keeps reoccurring in my life, mm. when I think I've solved it, you know, 
I'm like, well, I obviously didn't solve the right thing. There's like, I thought I solved it, but I didn't solve it because it keeps coming back. Right. So the thing that keeps coming back for me and it's been there in my life forever is work. Like I will complain about work for the longest time before I finally just say, okay, stop doing it. You know, like I will keep doing it while complaining and keep doing it (laughs) until I get to a place where I'm like, but I don't want to be complaining. Okay, well, stop doing the work or, you know, either stop complaining or stop doing the work. I mean, (laughs) you know, and, and one of the things that I saw was that I think that when you're working, you have to suffer for it to mean something for it to be worth worthwhile for it to be okay like because if you have fun it's not work and I said this out loud and I'm just saying it out loud now and it's kind of like like hearing it coming out of my mouth goes what wait what yeah. What do you see about that? Like, have you ever seen, what do you see about work? It's, it's, I mean, it's funny you asked this because I was actually talking to a friend earlier and, and I was saying that, um, that because in the past I've got a little bit scared about, let's just say uh, business development or, you know, in, enrolling new clients speaking to new people about what's going on in their life and 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 just and just hearing and and understanding uh, what's going on for them which is a really lovely thing but because i've had a lot of a, a lot of fear in the past about that um i suppose there's two ways to overcome that one is is courage and the other one is apathy and actually i think there's a third way and that's um seeing that the fear is just made up and and that's actually you know there's no there's no uh uh those conversations don't have a uh, inherent fear in them <laughs> that's me mm-hmm. <laughs> so um so my journey is is that i would like to get to a point as you said where like where where work is just fun and and i'm not quite there yet 100 percent of the time but i'm a lot more there now than 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 I was and and it's actually it goes back to another thing that we were saying before you know you 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 mentioned that um anything that's not love just drop it yeah well any anything that's not fun just drop the thinking that you've got about it and anything can be fun yeah yeah and I like what I've noticed is that there's when when i'm when i'm in that negative part of complaints and 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 you know uh having a problem with whatever the situation is it actually just drains my life energy it like it it covers up 
it covers up my love. It covers up my liveliness, yeah. you know, and, and yet I think that it's necessary. Yeah. And it's just a misunderstanding. It's like, okay, it's either, either like, and so I was having a conversation with Mavis Karn about this. And she was like, look, this, this is what it looks like to me. It looks like you have three choices. She's the first choice is you keep doing it and you keep having the attitude that you have. Hmm. It's one choice. The other choice is you keep doing it and you change your attitude about what's there. And the third choice is you stop doing it. And that was it. Like, it's as simple as that. Here are the three choices. Which one do you want? Yeah. Right. And I was just like, for me, it was a no brainer at that point. And I love no brainers. I love when I, I, I can see something so simple that it's like, doesn't matter what you're going to say about it. It's a no brainer to me. This is the way I'm going. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think that is, that is exactly how I saw it as well. It's like, you could either be courageous. So it's, um, uh, so keep your attitude and keep doing it. You could either be apathetic. So stop doing it or you can keep doing it and change your attitude and, and live without the fear. <laughs> it's just like, it is actually, that's it. Yeah. I love yeah. that. And then we just do what, it, and, and then every single one of us have our own answer to that. Yeah. And then you can, you can gain the bandwidth back you know, you like letting that go just gives you back the aliveness and then you can come alive mm. and, and do what you want to do. This is why, you know, it's like there's the live the life you want part of the podcast. Yeah. You know, like um, I've had these thoughts coming up. Yeah, but, you know, I want a million dollars. You know, it's, it's not live the life you want in the preferential aspect of it, but live the life you want that makes you come alive, that makes you be at, in, at peace, that makes you, I love how Michael says it, like makes you overflow to other people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah. So I... In that respect, I was um, I was explaining to you before we got on camera that I now have segments inside the um, the podcast about um, either eat the way you want or move the way you want. Because what came up for me in in these conversations that I have with people was, yeah, I I, there's stuff that I want to do, but I've done, you know, things to my body. I haven't helped my body because I had a lot of thinking about how it should be done and how I didn't want to do it that way, Hmm. you know? And so I became passive or I became, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, sedentary. I'm a very sedentary person. And, but I saw that I really want to live. 
I want to live life and, and I want to enjoy life. And in order to do that, I got to have a body because otherwise it's not going to, it's going to be life. It's just not going to be the human experience. I think, <laughs> you know, might be more like, um, you know, ghostly or something like that. I don't know how it is after. Um, but I, so I've been talking with Rob. And I was wondering if you would be willing to listen to this. Uh, it's a 15 minutes and I'd like to have your feed, like your, what you think about what Rob is going to share. So it's uh, a segment called uh, Move the Way You Want, Just Move. And we're talking about strength. Hello and welcome to another segment of Move the Way You Want. Just move. Hey, Rob. Hey, Jazzy. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. So in our last segment, I think, was it our last segment? I forget. But I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah, we talked about, we. this is where we're at basically in our series. Um, today, we're going to talk about the next, because you said it was a three, there was the three. Yes, three components to fitness, which are cardio conditioning, strength through resistance, and flexibility. Okay. So guys, if you haven't watched the cardio one, go to my website. Uh, my website, you can go there. You can also go to my YouTube and you'll find um, the, the segment. And today, what are we going to talk about? Um, today is strength through resistance. Okay. This one won't be as long. I mean, cardio is one of those things that you take into consideration your heart rate, what your objective is trying to. So it was a lot more information. I think that segment was longer yeah. than this, this one will be. Um, strength and resistance is kind of short, sweet, to the point. There's a little bit of science behind it. And then we'll talk again more about the, the art and the way you can play with it. Okay. So what's the science behind it? Um, the science behind it is depending on, again, which research study you choose to pick from, between the ages of 35 to 40, our bodies does not produce the same amount of lean muscle mass as it does before. So it's kind of why you have guys who say or feel that they fall into what we call a midlife crisis, or the guys who say, oh man, it's not there anymore. I got to start taking these high testosterone pills. Well, th that is because the body isn't producing the same amount of lean muscle mass as it did before, which causes a lower amount of testosterone to be into the body. Well, there's a few ways that you can go about um, mitigating that, and it's with resistance training. And this is where things get very variable because resistance training can be anything from a rubber band, right? one of the fitness bands that we use, all the way into a detailed program weightlifting course with the trainer. Right? So that's the area we got to play in. Okay. The rubber band that you can buy at the grocery store at the counter, all the way to the thousands of dollars you can pay a trainer. It's all <laughs> up to you. Um, but <clears throat> what our muscles get engaged by is resistance. So even if I were to tell you right now to make a muscle, like and squeeze that muscle, that's resistance. That's the muscle flexing. And you'll notice you wouldn't be able to hold that for a significant amount. You, you wouldn't be able to hold that as long as you think you would, being that all I'm doing is holding my hands up like that because those muscles are being engaged. Uh, kind of like the same thing for the core. I know when I was a young kid, I used to play this game where me and my friends would squeeze the stomach and see who could take the punch in the stomach the hardest. Well, what you would do in the game 
is wait for the guy to take the breath because he will have to loosen that engagement for a second. And that's when you want your punch to go. But that's the same thing, kind of like if you don't have the ability to get to a gym, then even while you're brushing your teeth to just contract your muscles is resistance. Going up and down the steps is resistance to the glutes, to the hamstrings, to the quads um, and things like that. So the only way we can mitigate that loss of lean muscle mass is other than getting into our diet and adding protein, which we'll need to recover those, those muscles, it's really going to be resistance training. Bodyweight exercises suffice unless you are some type of professional athlete or your industry requires you as a first responder, maybe, to really be physically fit. But for the normal person, a corporate individual, you know, someone just trying to, to mitigate what's happening as a fact of or as a product of mother nature, then I think you can... Um, you can get away with body weight exercise, small resistance bands and things like that to keep the muscle content sturdy on the body. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you something stupid. Just because just because I want to hear your take on it. Okay. So, um, so like, why are muscles important? Ah, well, that, that actually isn't a stupid question at all. Okay. Uh, and, and most people will think like there are some people I've seen who have a higher fat content than normal. And they say, I don't have any muscle. That's not true. Every human being has muscles. Muscles are the only way we can move. Muscles are responsible for movement. Mm. Yeah. You, you muscles are responsible for your ability to, um, push away that microphone, bring that microphone back to you, put food to your mouth, lower food from your mouth, pick up, you know, beauty, the dog, uh, chase the cat, all of that is muscles are needed for that. Now, your muscles may not be at a higher, um, you may not have a, a lot of muscle mass within the body as it is, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for, as it is compared to fat mass, but every human being has 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 muscles and they are required for movement. So that's why when we like at one point somebody took a, the measurements, you know, they and they were testing how much muscle mass I had versus how much uh, fat mass I had. And they yeah. were looking at the ratio is like, the ratio. is the yeah. ratio like part of the is it part of the science or is it part of the art? Ah, uh, that's a part of the science. Yeah. So yes, it's almost like a a diluting fact, right? The closer your muscles are, the least amount of fat mass you have for muscle mass, the more strength and movement that you're basically doing. So in the more fat mass you have, it lessens the ability of those muscles. So a person who would have a high fat mass, um, that fat mass is affecting their bodies because their muscles are just trying to carry that load. And then in carrying that load, it hinders it from doing the normal day-to-day -day activities, which is essentially why they don't move a lot or why it's super painful to some people, you know? Um, but that is, that is part of the science, a, a body composition in which allows you the most efficient and effective movement is, is one that has a lower. Now, you don't have to dial it into the single digits like professional athletes and things like that. What we would consider as a safe zone 
or a normal zone. And you can look up, you can even Google body types, right? And that'll show you body types of a person who's 5% body fat, 10, 20, 25. But once you get about 25, 30, that's when we're getting more into, okay, now we're having some type of, um, I guess the term would be- um, Obesity. Well, well, obesity, yes and no. Um, yeah, But yes, for the purpose of the conversation, let's just go with yes. Um, if the mass of the fat is that high, yes, over about, I think 35 or 30 or 35% is when you're considered obese. Yeah. And then you have that morbid obesity, oh, which morbid. is yes. like more and more of us. I'm going to include myself because I know I'm morbidly obese. Um, so and that I, it, it, it's possible, but I, the reason I hesitated on that is because there are some metrics out there like BMI, for instance. If you put my measurements in BMI, it will tell you that I'm obese. Like it, it will tell you. And you're, you'll look at me and go like, Robert, you should eat some. Like it's what my daughter say all the time. Daddy, you need to eat. I think the word has become an, a dirty word, especially yeah. like the word morbidly is kind of like, you know, pretty drastic. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's kind of like maybe we could go, okay, there's an A, there's a B, there's a C. Okay, well, I'm, I'm probably the E. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I actually like what you're pointing to there because I do believe that plays into a person's mind when they're trying to attack this. So, to yeah, speak. yeah, I you get know, it. When you, you know, like, why do I start if I'm morbid? morbid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Have yeah. No chance for me. I, I don't have a shot. I don't have. And so that's why I really slow down when I'm talking about this to make sure I don't use those. Those are kind of like trigger words. Yeah. The other words that are used in my, my industry to promote fear, anxiety, or a little bit of stress for the purpose of you feeling like you need to pay me more. Mm. Or you, you know, so I, I really don't like, there is a negative aspect to carrying an excessive amount of body fat. Yeah, Period. it's just that's a fact. That's, yes. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But I get that it. That may play out in different ways, and some people may be okay with it. And I, I remember the switchover for me was being on a panel and one of the professionals saying, I can guarantee you doing this, like I say, will give you three to five years extra life. And I was just like, hmm. What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> There are so many other factors to me living. How do you guarantee that if I do push-ups, sit-ups, crunches, and things like that, you're going to give me three? Like, first, you would have to know what year I was going to die. <laughs> and then you have to take that and add to it. Yeah. So unless, unless you're telling me, Rob, you're clocking out of here on April, you know, April 28th, 2024, but now, because you do this every day up until the end, I'm going to give you the 27. Then I don't, I don't believe that. So yeah. what we do know, though, is people who carry a lesser amount of body fat mass and moves often, like we talked about in the first two segments, they have fewer strokes, they have fewer strokes, lower heart disease, um, lower blood pressures, and they have less doctor visits for chronic and preventable diseases. So that's, that's kind of like where I put it. You, you're free to carry whatever you want because we're all, yeah. Yeah, you're free to carry what you want. But I'm saying 
carrying an excessive amount will show up in these ways. High, you know, preventable diseases such as high blood pressure, heart disease and stroke and things like that. So obesity is only considered a disease in the sense of the toxins in which that fat holds and then how hard it is for the body to convert that fat into energy. So, you know. Um, so strength, when strength, we do some yeah. strengthening exercises, that's going to increase our muscle mass. Yes, and which automatically decreases our fat mass. Yes, and that is the way I choose to approach it with clients. I don't really talk about weight loss anymore. I talk about increasing your muscle mass. Okay. Okay. Can you talk just a little bit about um, why we're in pain after we do some, like some, any type of movement? Yes. I'm, I'm gathering that after we do strengthening exercises, like I've done them, I'm not gathering. I know I've done yeah. <laughs> I've done, done them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been in pain. Yes. Um, and, you know, before I talked to you about this, I used to go, oh, man, this is hurt. This hurts too much, you know, and then I would just stop doing it because it hurt too much. Yeah. And then we had this conversation where you explained to me what was happening with my muscle yes. and with my muscles and that it was good that it was hurting. And I was and, and that just switched a like it flipped a switch in my brain. So for those who are listening, can you repeat? Because you're going to do it more justice than I am. <laughs> so what we're talking about with soreness, right? There is this old adage or whatever you want to call it that people thought when they were sore, that meant that their muscles had a lot of lactic acid in it. All right. And that's not true at all. Or let me not say it's not true. It's not pointing to what they're trying to say about their soreness. What is actually happening when we work out is that we create small micro tears in our muscles because our muscles are just a bunch of fibers. And so that tearing process creates some redness, some swelling, some soreness, sore to touch and things like that. But the reason it's so good is because when the healing and the recovery and flexibility, which we'll talk about in the next segment, comes into play, then when that muscle is no longer sore, it's stronger. So it is the regenerative process. So the soreness is the first indication that you begin to tear those muscles through strength training. Um, and that's the excitement you should take by it. Be like, oh, I didn't tore. Now let me recover them and fix them. And by virtue of doing that, I'm stronger. Mm. That, that's, that's really cool. It's like, don't get caught up in your head that it's telling you it hurts. I'm going to stop. Yeah. The body is a perfect machine that yes. can oh, yeah. heal itself and it and and there's method to its madness yes now there is something to say though as a disclaimer in a sense of doing too much yeah okay like, if you haven't done a lot of movement in a while please don't get up and just hit the streets on a marathon like you're asking you're asking for it like there's a difference in small microfiber i mean i'm sorry not microfiber small micro tears versus a ripping of the muscle mm, okay that's, that's great that's totally different right yeah um, you can injure yourself um, from too much tightness or too much compactness of muscles that haven't moved in a while by just up and starting them you know they could pop they can detach from the bone like there's a lot of things where you have, you have to, to be move aware. at a pace 
Yeah, move at a pace that's comfortable with you. And soreness overall, if dealing with fitness training, no matter which part you're dealing with, to include stretching, should be more of an achy type pain and not getting higher than about a six or seven on the, on the scale of one to 10 pain chart. Maybe you could take an eight. But if you are feeling sharp pains and you're at a nine or a 10, then we've done, we've overtrained. We've done too much too fast. Great. Cool. All right. So that's it. That's it for strengthening, strength training. Uh, so now, I mean, we haven't talked about what to do, how to do. I mean, you've got plenty of possibilities on YouTube, I'm sure. Yeah, but I'll give you one, make it super easy. Break the body down into three parts, upper body, lower body, core. You can lean up against the wall if you're not too familiar with doing push-ups and haven't done them a while. Then you just lean toward the wall and do push-ups on the wall. Or you can do push-ups on your knees for your upper body. For your lower body, if you're not familiar with or you're not as, um, you don't move as often, then sit in your chair, stand up, sit back down, stand up. Make sure you catch your balance and do that as many times as you need to or feel comfortable with. If you are a lot, if you do move a lot and you're just looking for different ways, then body weight squats will be perfect. And then your core, all right? Things like planks and um, or squeeze and holes, flexes. All of those are some resistance training. And if you got bands, that makes it even easier. But yes, all available on YouTube. Fantastic. And you can go to imrobquip.com too, and you'll find a trainer there and you'll yeah. find a whole bunch of other stuff also. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rob, thank you so much. So I'm ending this by saying, hey, people, move the way you want. Just move. Take care. Nice. Loved it. Yeah. So... Like, cause like, I, as I'm listening, I'm like, I wonder, like, I wonder what Woody, like, why, why are you in personal training? Mm. I mean, so I did the personal training qualification purely because I, I want to be a Barry's bootcamp instructor and, and I, I needed to do it in order, in order to apply. Okay. Um, and and I don't know if I am going to go into actual personal personal training. Um, I've just always wanted to share energy and love and enthusiasm for life. And 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 before I was into Barry's, which actually is strength training, the, the Barry's workout is half treadmill, half uh, resistance training. Okay. Um, and actually, you can just do the resistance and skip out the treadmill, but. Um, but before I was into berries, I was into spinning, you know, on, on bikes. And I just, I love the energy of group classes. So that's why I'm doing it. Okay. Okay. Well, the reason why I'm having these conversations with, with Rob is because I had, uh, you know, I've always been heavy all my life. I mean, people have start, started telling me I was fat when I was like seven. You know, I, I, it's like years and years of, of yeah people telling me that I was and I just at one point just settled in well set, I settled I was like well this is who I am yeah and you know and I was just like that's it and and in through this conversation I I've I've started seeing what I made up mm. and I started 
being inquisitive as to, okay, what do you think? Like, what, <laughs> like, can, tell me about it. Like, like the example in this clip where, you know, I, in the beginning, when I was in pain, I was like, okay, well, this hurts. I'm not going to do it, yeah. you know, because I wanted to get away from the hurt, you know, or the discomfort and stuff. But now I'm seeing hurt or discomfort in a totally different way, you know? There are a few things that you discussed with Rob that jumped out to me. I mean, firstly, I don't use the O word because what well, it's a diagnosis. I, I understand yeah. that in the medical world, it has become a diagnosis, but it, it, it's really not permanent. I mean, it's just... <laughs> It's just a, um, a result. How, how things currently are. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and any person can, can do something about it. It's, it, it, it's really, and, and the reason why I don't use the word is because as I don't know, I'm uh, maybe inferring something that you said is, is because uh, I think people can become a little bit hopeless when, when uh, they're told all their life that they're this, you know, that, that they're too fat or that they're obese and it's just it's not very nice it becomes almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy it is um, it, it is hopeless I like having been in there <laughs> most of my life I can tell you it's definitely hopeless it's definitely hopeless and it's difficult when you're talking to like, you know, I'm lucky because I have all of you gorgeous people around me that just remind me, no, that's thought that don't go there, Jazz, just don't, right? So I'm, I'm being, I'm seeing new things out of it, like I'm getting chills. Um, I'm seeing new things and the hopelessness is going away. And I'm, I, I kind of get excited, you know, about like, oh, well, what am I going to look like when I'm 60? You know, because when I hit 40, the thought was, oh my God, what am I going to look like when I'm 50? Now it's more like, oh, what am I going to look like when I'm 60? You know, because I'm 50, just so you know. <laughs> you know, because I did, I did it and I, I, and I don't look bad. Like I, I, I don't look bad at a, as a 50-year-old. Most people tell me you don't even look like you're 50. No, you really don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, but, but the hopelessness is going away. I'm, I'm seeing the, the aliveness in my face. Like, yeah, you know. Can, uh, and uh, maybe, maybe I could just say something to that. And it's um, it, what has struck me. So I've actually just hired um, a PT like an, a really amazing one and they they specialize in body transformation okay. and 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 I actually told my mum about this and it was quite funny because she said but what's what's wrong she said what's are you not happy with your body I said mum I'm perfectly happy with my body but why do I need to be unhappy to make a change um but anyway but with working with this guy which I only actually started last Monday it has struck me that this is principle-based it's like I, I so I've I'm I'm eating a certain diet and I'm doing I've cut out all of the intense exercise that I was doing because that produces cortisol in the body and the cortisol in the body 
means that uh, um, your body goes into fight or flight and then it, it won't lose. Um, you can't shed fat. Um, and But walking is a super low impact, low intensity exercise, which is just great for fat burning. And so that in combination with eating a super healthy, so I eat like lean, lean protein and greens. And the two things together, I am, I'm like, I dropped 1.2 kilos yesterday. And, and that was uh, on the same scale, same time of day, same, like, and I, I drank lots of water yesterday. It wasn't water weight. It's just principles. It's like, if you walk a lot and, uh, and control, um, control what you're eating and make sure it's like nice whole foods, then, well, you, you lose fat. I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah. So there's a consistency to it too, right? There's like, what I'm seeing is consistency is also um, important. And I, I guess where I'm going is that I'm lacking the consistency. I get these little, Oh, and then I do what I do. And then I go back into my, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a computer girl. I'm a, you know, I, I sit here and I get sucked into the computer and I'm kind of like, oh yeah, and this and this, and I get very excited about it. And the first thing you see, it's like, holy cow, I've been, on, I've been sitting here for seven hours, you know? And then by the time I get up, well, of course I've been sitting like this. So by the time I get up, I'm like, uh, 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 you know, yeah. I'm all stiff. So I'm kind of like lacking the consistency in there um but 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 i'm seeing it this is like that's the difference i'm seeing it i'm not beating myself up about it that's also a new pattern for me because i usually it would be i'd see it beat myself up go into the whirlwind then just go back to hopelessness and when i'm in hopelessness i know exactly what to do because i've been doing it for so long yeah yeah So it's like, it's almost familiar. So it's kind of like, okay, getting out of that familiar part where it's just something I created and it's just a habit. And um, yeah, <laughs> I, like I said, I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can really relate to what you just said because when I was taking lots of drugs, I mean, cocaine was my thing of choice. Um, but I'd feel down, I'd start beating myself up about my last slip up. And the easiest way out of that was just to do it again. Cause then I, I just, you know, I forget all about it as soon as I got high again. Mm. And I'm kind of, I, I appreciate that. Like, I also, to your point about consistency, I, I do have that with, or have in the past had that with food, you know, it's, um, it's comforting to uh, to to eat a lot when you're down. Just the same way it was comfortable for me to um, to shove drugs up my nose when I didn't feel great. I mean, stop it, it, it yeah, yeah. So, so that it's really vital. I think the first step to making progress in anything is to is to uh, become aware and. Um, and be just more gentle with yourself. Yeah. Always. Like that love and kindness to ourselves is 
paramount and and then wisdom can come through but while we're all up in our judgment self-judgment it's really difficult yeah especially if like we we could hear wisdom but if we're in judgment we're going to judge the wisdom <laughs> you know it's like it's a vicious circle man vicious circle <laughs> Well, Woody, thank you so much for accepting. I loved our conversation. Thank you for accepting the invitation. Yeah, pleasure. Um, Before we finish up, I'm going to ask you. So (laughs) I did did one yesterday with Mavis. I I recorded with Mavis yesterday and I said, Mavis, would you have a nugget of wisdom for the people? She says, besides all the ones we just talked about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you have another one? So. Would you have, like, would there be something that you would like to leave our listeners with, like a little nugget of wisdom? You know, I, d- I don't want to repeat uh, Mavis or myself, but I think I'm going to. It's, it's just um, go easy on yourself. I mean, just be gentle. And the more gentle you are with yourself, the the nicer life is and the nicer life is the better we do yeah yeah thank you so much thank you so people if you want to get some information on thomas the website is thomaswoodland.org so thomas t-h-o-m-a-s woodland.org i'll put it in the description also and i will finish my nugget of wisdom with dream it dare it do it live the life you want take care everybody